Hi, and welcome to this podcast with me, Gita Joshi. I'm a curator, an art dealer, and the producer for Camberwell Arts Open Studios. And today I'm here with Rachel Lewis from Dulwich Festival Artist Open House. Hi, Gita. Nice to see you. Thanks so much for coming in. So we both have pretty similar roles within organising open studios. So that's why I'm really excited to be with you here today. But give us some background. How did you get into the role? So Gita, I got into the role um, by accident, really. Um, it was uh, like a lot of things in life, a, a chat at the school gates. Another mum was, uh, was organising an artist open house event for the Dulwich Festival back in 2005. So there had been other artist events as part of the festival, which actually is coming up for its 25th year this year, which amazing. is amazing, very exciting. But in its current incarnation, really, that was the, the first first one back in 2005. And the organiser then, Janet Whitaker, who um, is a practising artist herself, handed it on to me at the end of her stint and it's gone from there really it's grown from about 25 artists maybe up to well well over 250 yeah so. it's really big and that's why yeah. I really sort of look to Dulwich uh, you know you guys as like this sort of benchmark of how to do <laughs> things you know I think you do sterling work and you know your publicity is all sort of you know beautifully branded and you know it's really visible everywhere but how has that changed in the time you've been doing it because I'm guessing it wasn't like that right at the beginning so well, Gita, that's very kind, and it has really changed over the years. And when I started working on it at the end of 2005, um, producing the 2006 Artist Open House, astonishingly, there was very few people were on email. So it was actually a matter of typing letters and pushing wow. them through doors and following up artists on paper. <laughs> and is that like you were putting letters through doors of people that knew were artists sort of through network and well, word of mouth and things? People who I knew were artists who had taken already taken part, sure. who had a connection to the festival, some of whom had got in touch with me. I mean, you know, some some artists were on email, but amazingly few and no one had websites in those days. So it was it was a although the event grew quite quickly, it was a much slower growth than you would expect now now with the internet and the way we all use our laptops so there was quite a lot of just on foot walking around talking to artists going into studios knocking on doors going into galleries and a lot of word of mouth as well and then in terms of geography because that must have grown as well because it is called Dulwich Festival or Dulwich Artists Open House but it does span all the way from Sydenham up to Camberwell so it does I mean it looks like a big area. The radius is about two and a half miles outside Dulwich Village. Um, it grew because, although at the very start it was a, a you know a relatively small number of artists showing, mainly you know closer to Dulwich Village, it grew into East Dulwich, and then other artists heard about it, and wanted to take part. But obviously there were you know it was a lot fewer artists then. So we haven't hugely grown the footprint. Um, I mean, over the years, of course, but. You know, over the last 10 years, it's, it's kind of remained about the same sort of footprint. In, in fact, the footprint's got slightly smaller because we did go into Nunhead and Broccoli, but it did become geographically too big. So um, it's just that you've got actually more artists within that sort of um, exactly, geography. Exactly. Great. So what is different or how are you coping with having more and more people sort of join each year? Well, the numbers are fairly static and have been now for the last few years right. maybe there were a few more last year actually I mean obviously e email and internet websites 
all and social media, all of that makes it easier to reach out to people. Yeah, um, definitely. And tell them, you know, what you're doing. In the early days, it, people had to hand write a, a form to fill in, and now, of course, that's done with an online link. So that's that's much easier, so much, much easier, isn't much it? more efficient. Yeah, much quicker. So it's it's much easier to contact large groups of people, of course, than it yeah. was. And do you do your call out on um, social media as well, or just through um, your mailing list? It's mainly through the mailing list. We and we are also throughout the year we're approached by artists who know about the event, and I think that's the other thing about it. It's been going for this will be the my 13th event for the festival this year and it's become known you know people look out for the event they know it's happening it's become quite well established and that is a hugely helpful whereas in the early days people didn't really fully understand what it was it wasn't in their diaries whereas it is now so that makes it much easier to so I think you must be getting like we have it as well where you know, people will come and visit and then they'll think, well, this is really nice. Or they'll, you know, show with their friends who are sort of within that sort of catchment area and things as well, right? Exactly, exactly. So I think it's something that artists, they, they know it's going to happen. They can be more prepared. But I think, you know, one group of people it's really important to mention are the visitors and they remember it too and look mm. out for it. Um, you know, we, we sort of feel it's the start of, you know, spring when those booklets go out and people start getting oh, interested. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, it is actually. I mean, we always look out for those brochures and they're getting, you know, yours certainly is getting heftier and heftier <laughs> each year, isn't it? You get more and more people on board. So what do you find with the artists, like when they're showing from home? Because while you have people that are showing from actual studios, which is like multiple occupancy units and things like that, what do you think works when artists are showing from home? I would say the majority of our artists are people who are showing from their own homes, which is really interesting and appealing for visitors because they're getting a chance to go behind normally closed doors into yeah. private domestic spaces often, which is a lovely way to see art because obviously when you buy a piece of art, you're taking it home to your own home if you're lucky enough yeah. to do that. So um, it's it can be less intimidating sometimes than a gallery space, but it brings with it other challenges, of course. Um, artists have got to be happy to let strangers into their homes mm. and likewise visitors have got to feel okay knocking on a knocking on a door of a, of yeah. a private home and there's a huge variety of types of home and also the work on show and the personalities presenting that work so you know it, it, it can be quite difficult for people to to do that artists are, are laying themselves bare with their work yeah. anyway so to welcome people into their private space um you know it's a huge the, privilege for visitors to be able to do that the places i've visited that like the homes that i've visited you know on the dulwich trail are you know everybody's so welcoming they really i think everybody must have tried it out and visited other places and sort of figured out what works because everybody's so hospitable mm. and i just think yeah it's such a nice way to see it i think the other thing that i found is it's really interesting as a visitor when you have more than one artist in one space because I think they kind of support you know the, the artists support each other and they kind of give each other a bit of confidence and um, I think that's exactly sort of, right you know, rapport yeah. building and just keeping the momentum high on it as well yeah I think I think it gives you it probably does give you more confidence if you're showing with um, a fellow artist friend relation yeah um, and I think actually for the visitors it can be less intimidating as well because you're not just going to a space with one type of art mm. or, or ceramic or jewellery or whatever it, it may be. You know, there's a range of things to yeah. see. Um, and inevitably, where you get clusters of artists, whether they're in the same home or in the same area, you, you will have more visitors. Um, yeah, like um, Sarah Hamilton usually shows with Gabriella Shulman and 
she, she'll right. have one or two other people as well. And what's really nice is because she's a little bit off the beaten path that it's worth sort of making that detour off the main road, isn't it? It is. You know, it's, it becomes a destination when you've got more than uh, just one artist showing. Or, you know, certainly if you can rope your neighbours into it as well, which uh, that often happens, it's, I've seen. Exactly, exactly. And I think also, you know, some artists are... are by nature, very hospitable, and for them, it's easy. It's easier to create uh, a warm, welcoming, you know, almost a party atmosphere in some of the places. Yeah, and obviously, word of mouth, you know, helps there as well. You know, word gets out that there's there's a warm welcome and tea and cakes mm. on sale, which um, is always helpful. So. Yeah, yeah, that tea and cake, quite a lot of people are doing that. That's kind of a <laughs> nice trail. little sideline, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. So we've talked about tea and cake being a nice draw for visitors, but what else do you think that artists could do to have a better studio, open studio event, you know, experience for themselves? Sure. I, I think one key thing in the run-up to the event is for artists to really maximise the way that they reach out to their works, whether that's by email, word of mouth, talking, if they're teachers, talking to the students about what they're doing, um, just getting the word out there as much as possible. But also hooking up with artists who are geographically close to them so that they can form a little trail of their own. Oh, nice, yeah. So, yeah, I think the collaborating with the, the neighbours and artists nearby actually really does make it quite a nice visitor experience because when the event's so big, I think as a visit, like having been a visitor, I've kind of earmarked the ones I'm going to see and I'll sort of look at like a little small, you know, a micro geography within, you know, within your map and think about who I can see within that space. So I think that really helps. But doing that, like you say, before the event, when they're marketing online, maybe tagging each other or reposting, because it just keeps the feed interesting as well. And I think it really, um, the, the whole marketing, you know, that, the dependency on the organisers is all a bit of a myth as well, right? <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think the visitors are very discerning and I think that they work hard um, to, to work out who they're going to see. And we have a lot of artists showing and I think a key thing is helping visitors find their way around all these different artists. And it isn't necessarily the case that visitors will only go to artists in a particular area or, or cluster, although clusters, of course, do help because you can easily go from one to another. But I think individual artists can help the visitors find them in by advertising and marketing themselves in the, in the run-up to the event. Of course, for us, the key marketing tool is our booklet, and we print 20,000 copies of that and distribute it you know, locally, bars, shops, cafes, and further afield as well. So, you know, in other parts of London, but obviously primarily in the areas covered by, yeah. by the event. And then you have your online presence as well. So you're using, what, Instagram and Facebook or you um, Twitter as Instagram, well? Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, um, yeah, and no. the website, of course. So what do you think artists could be doing to improve their own sort of um, marketing, let's say, around participating in open studios to get more numbers through their door? Well, I think we, we do a lot of that for them, but I think it's really important that they're not totally reliant on us because yeah. we, the way I see the event is that we've got three really important components to it. We've got the artists themselves individually, we've got the visitors, and then we've got the whole event. And it's really important as organisers, we, we look at that whole picture which I think is something that is harder for the individual artist to do mm -hmm. we're getting the overview of it and so while we will be highlighting some individual artists that we've maybe seen over that the course of a, a weekend or in the run-up to it or we've seen their flyers and posts about 
their, their art as open house. We see that as promoting, not trying to promote particular artists, it's part of the whole event promotion. Yeah, I see. And so, I mean, do you have artists that make their own flyers? Because I know when I took part in Dulwich Open House, which I have done, and I took on a pop-up gallery, I actually also had my own flyers printed as well and did a door drop for them. And I know Sarah Hamilton, who we mentioned earlier already, she does one for, you know, the artist showing at her house. And I've certainly been around door dropping with her as well, getting these through neighbours' doors and neighbouring streets. And it does have an impact, you know, as much as we talk about online stuff, you know, the physical um, flyer advertising studios or galleries or whatever, you know, that you get through the door. Yeah, definitely has an impact. Absolutely. Um, do you get quite a few artists that do that? We do. And we really, really encourage artists to do that. And uh, that is part of what we help them with we provide logos and pointers about how they might go about doing that Mm -hmm. Um, it's important to us that they use the Dulwich Festival logo so that people understand when they come across their flyer that their their event is part of the Dulwich Festival and the wider artists open house event I think that actually is a it's really necessary that sort of visual um, connection people make with the branding as well yeah Uh, absolutely and the visual branding, the the, the festival logo, um, we reworked that a few years ago, mm-hmm. and it, it's been a really important step for us as an organisation, having a really really strong logo that is recognisable yeah. ar- around the area. And we, I don't know if you've, you you will you will know this, the signpost that we have outside the artist's house is sponsored by Property Inn, localist independent estate agent, have both their logo and our logo on, and it, it's. Our logo, I mean, it really stands out. People, it, they pop up yeah. in, the, in the weeks before. And it, I think that is, that's been a really helpful yeah. step for us. No, I think it, your logo is really recognisable. And just because of the density of uh, numbers you have within your catchment area, yeah, you, you just really know that it's, you know, it's coming up and uh, it's, it's really exciting to see, as you say, it does feel like the start of spring and that whole open studio season. With so many artists taking part um, in the event, one of the big challenges is... Um, managing individual artists' expectations and so many of the artists will be coming at it from different different perspectives. Um, some of them will be professional artists who are very accustomed to opening their studio and some are, are people who maybe are coming back to art after an absence of, of some years, whether that's because they've been working or or just had other things that they're doing. Yeah, and, they're, sure. yeah, and, and it can be a great way for them to get feedback on their work and think about how they present it and and just have a deadline of preparing uh, an exhibition. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's not always about the sales. I mean, I think that's something a lot of the regular artists think about. But as you say, I think getting the feedback on work, on new work, you know, actually also having an occasion to invite people in because people are more likely to come to an event rather than just look at your gallery online as well, I think. That's exactly so, right. So, um, yeah, th- there's many reasons to take part. And, I, I mean, the, one of the things I say to our artists is, you know, use the occasion if you are thinking about approaching a gallery, well, actually, why not invite them to your open studio? Because it's a much softer way of letting them experience your work rather than just going in with a pitch, you know? That's, that's exactly right. I, I, exactly. And I think that's one of the really rewarding things about working on an event like this is seeing the progression of some of the artists, um, yeah. you know, who've taken part for a number of years. Um, and also seeing, that, seeing the opportunities that the event has presented for them going forward. So 
like you say, it's not all about sales over that particular weekend. Often people come back to the artist mm. throughout, you know, at another point in the year or next open house. So it, it's a long term thing. It is. Yeah. Um, and I think actually that's another thing around the consistency, because I've somebody has seen your work last season, then they're quite, and they did enjoy it, then it's quite likely they are going to come back, you know, next occasion as well. And I think that sort of repeat visitor is always really interesting because if they haven't already bought, then you're certainly nurturing them to be potential buyers. And if they're enthusiastic about your work, then it makes it easier for them to talk about you to their friends as well. You know, that word of mouth is, it's no joke. You know, that is the biggest uh, and absolutely. the best referral rather than any retweet. Uh, absolutely. And I think one of the, one of the things that I've realised over the years as well is that visitors really love that interaction with an artist yeah so that the piece of work they're buying it really has meaning for them and they're taking home not just a beautiful work they're also taking home an experience and yeah and and the memories and feelings they have around that experience so um so that relationship that the artist has with a visitor is is really important yeah and so you're saying that sort of one of the ways that artists can really improve their open studio experience is making sure the visitor has a good experience. I think so. So Dulwich Festival Artist Open House runs over two weekends and all the artists are open the first weekend, is that right? That's right. Okay, so do you get to visit all the studios, all the artists? Well, I'd love to visit all of them. Um, not quite. Uh, we do our very best to see as many as possible. I mean, it's a really important part of the whole process for us, either to meet the artist beforehand, see their studio or, or, or home at some point, but particularly over those weekends that they're open. We want to see how it's going for them. We're very mm. invested in how, how it works out. We want to see how the visitors are, are feeling about the event generally so it, it all feeds into that so th there's me and there's also um, Liz who I work with on the organisation of it um, there's our designer Mark um, oh, yeah. Annie who does our maps you know th there is a team and, and, the, and the wider festival as well lots of people um, who are involved in the festival will, will visit the open houses as well as all the many other events that are, are happening over over those two weekends so do you create opportunities for the artists to meet each other as well? We like do. In the organising? We do. And we think, we, you know, again, we think that's a very important part of, of the whole process. We very much want the artists to feel that they're part of something. And um, so we, we organise a, a get-together before the booklet comes out. So once all the artists have, have registered, um, it's a chance for them to get together, talk to other other artists and hosts as well because of course another sec section of people that take part are people who are hosting artists um, okay that are not home. showing their own not showing oh, their okay, own work but actually opening up their homes or spaces for artists whether they're friends or relations to show their work so you know that's a really nice opportunity for people to get together it's it's nice to, for people to swap their experiences and also for old friends to meet up because obviously a lot of artists you know uh, who show in the area have lived in the area for many years maybe were at college in the area and have stayed here and so have lots of connections with the community and I think that really feeds into the the uh, the sense of community really that we that we have yeah. here we're incredibly lucky it's a it's a really nice vibrant creative area and um, you know it's really it's a privilege to be facilitating those people yeah, getting together for sure. um, and then we also organize um, a launch for the booklet when it comes out um, that's usually a sort of coffee and croissant in a, in a big big cafe space um, volcano in West Dulwich so that's an opportunity again for the artists to get together but also pick up copies of their booklet and get going on the promotion for the event because we don't have 
um, an artist meetup so many so much um, anymore. But I think that is something we'll probably implement for this coming season, uh, because when the artists sort of know each other or they have visited each other in the past, but you know, if they're all open at the same time, they don't really get a chance to meet otherwise. So I think we're going to really try and, um, you know, make something happen before our actual June at Open Studios this year. Well, I think that's a really important point, because actually one of the things about the event is that a lot of the people that would absolutely love to go and visit Open yeah. Studios are artists themselves. And of course, they're tied to their own home and studio. Standing by the, the beds, aren't they? <laughs> exactly. So, so although they're very, you know, the individual artists and trusts of artists who are showing, uh, it's great to get feedback about how how their particular event is is going over the weekend and afterwards. But the key thing that they're missing is they're not getting the overview of of all all the other mm. houses. So. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. No, I think it's a really nice idea, actually, because otherwise, you know, artists can be sort of working in isolation. So it's nice to know that there's um, you know other people sort of nearby and things. And I think they just also start making more relevant connections online as well when they then start following each other on Insta and things as well. So we were talking about promotion and marketing of the Artist Open House. And obviously there's a brochure, which is the main thing, which, you know, both are... Um, organizations do and then we have the website you know I've seen lots of banners up which we also do social media and um, so I just wanted to ask what else what else it is you, you might be doing to promote the artist you know what else do we see or you know not know about so much well the festival as a whole the Dulwich Festival has someone who works on press and marketing and who deals with local magazines newspapers so that's a really interesting part of the process actually it's great to get in touch and work with local papers and magazines who do so much to promote community events like ours Um, we've also uh, been doing interviews with artists Mm -hmm. um, to try and build up um, a library of interviews that oh, nice. appear on our website and also in, in the booklet. What, how, how does that compare with what you do at Camberwell, So World, we, we do a bit of PR, but not as much, just because we don't have a dedicated person for it. We put up the event on various sort of on, um, listings, sites and things like that. We um, get some coverage or sometimes we buy adverts in things like the hyper-local papers like Dulwich Divertron. Peck and Peculiar. We like I actually took a lead from you on this for last season, where we gave out the gave to the artists the logo that we were using for the event, so that they could brand you know any of their uh, materials around that. Another thing we've two things that we've done are have um, guided walks. So uh, it wasn't so great in the winter because it was so cold, but in the summer we had. We arranged guided walks, so you know we met at the station. It was a ticketed event, and then we took um, visitors around all the different studios. So it was a bit of chaperoning, which was nice, I think, because uh, visitors can be a bit shy or a bit intimidated walking into a studio with you know, a huge um, printing presses. Um, and in the past, we've had volunteers do that, so so that's nice. Which and that sort of thing means that we're then able to use Eventbrite. So we're kind of using another events platform where, I you know I think Eventbrite's actually a pretty good platform. You know, and people do find things that are unexpectedly on there. So we did that. And then another thing we did last summer, which was actually really successful, was have a prize. So we encouraged people to enter a prize draw. And there were two prizes. It was a £100 and a £50 voucher to spend at Open Studios. So, um, yeah, so that was that was kind of quite... It was a different sort of marketing tactic, but I just really wanted to try yeah. something else and something a bit more competitive and... All of that. And that was great because um, they were only allowed to spend it on that weekend. Um, 
and only at the open studios and stuff like that. So so that went down really well. The artists were really happy with that. That's, that's a great idea. And I love the idea of the guided walks, which, again, mm. I think is another way that you can get visitors to, you know, find their way around the event, really. And actually, like like your event, um, we, we do see it as a walking tour, really, although yeah. ours is a bit large maybe to walk, walk across the whole area within the postcodes it is that is how we organize it in the booklet mm. so that people can walk from one house to another and and usually that is very possible you know and you've got often a number of houses in one street opening up which is which is lovely yeah and actually really fosters that sense of community and that, that's that's one bit of feedback we've had over consistently over the years actually is that it's been a great opportunity you know obviously on top of the art but actually just to meet the neighbors and 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 connect up with other people in the area oh fab so one of the things that comes up is around the lead time because we've talked about all the work that's going to go into it but why does your call out we're in the middle of january your call-out is about to come to an end, is it, this week? Sorry. And the event's not till May. So do you want to talk a bit about uh, the long lead time? Yeah, sure. I mean, we have reduced the lead time, actually, um, over the years. And, I mean, I guess we could reduce it slightly more. I mean, our, our information generally goes out in December, which is obviously a very busy month for, for everybody, but particularly artists with shows and craft markets and all sorts of things so we really do try and build in quite a lot of flexibility to the deadline so the deadline is usually January but what we need to do is we need to get all the information in so that we can really start working on it everyone needs a deadline right so <laughs> but um the thing is it's the booklet it, it requires a lot of thought and time um we need to extract the information they send us our designer who is fantastic and works incredibly hard on making it look fabulous um you know he, he needs time to do all that we've got to get the information to him and we also do edit the entries actually so um we asked artists to send in um a picture of course um which is key that's the most important bit really i think um but also some words a bit about their work that they're going to be showing and we ask for a maximum of 35 words which is really not very much um but it's and it's difficult for people to keep that that mm. word count down so we need a bit of careful editing as well which um and we have a an editor who who works on all the entries just to kind of make sure there's a sort of you know a bit of a house style I suppose not you know we, we, we don't want to lose the voice of each individual artist but um we need to clean them up sometimes a bit so so that's really invaluable but the whole process obviously takes time and we we, we want it to be right we print 20,000 copies of the booklet it's the biggest expense the printing of it um and despite the fact that obviously everything is moving to phones and internet and computers the booklet is still really a, a very very important part of it for us and um you know people really do enjoy it I think and then how many weeks before the event does your brochure actually come out so the booklet comes out um between about four four three and a half four weeks before which is it the time the timing of it is usually that we get onto the distribution just after Easter you know that's it's quite a nice break in in the yeah. process and we, we don't want the booklet out too soon because we don't want it hanging around and, and starting yeah. to look dogged. Um, what we want is for there to be a sudden influx of that booklet in the run up to the event just to sort of create that excitement. And actually, Liz and I, we, we do a lot of the distribution ourselves, you know, literally on foot. We don't we don't contract it out to anyone. It's a part of it that well, when the weather's good, that we really, really enjoy. But but actually, an, another aspect to it is that it really gives us an opportunity to talk to shop owners, um, cafes, 
galleries, all the people that, you know, look forward to having the booklet on their premises. It gives us a chance to have some feedback about what they're doing. Again, it, you know, it's all about the community. And it really gets them involved, doesn't it? Even it does. if they're not actually, you know, exhibiting work in their shop or something. Exactly. And it still gets yeah. them involved in a different way by meeting people. Um, so, what? sorry, what did you say? So it's about sort of four to six weeks before... So, the event itself that your brochure booklet comes out. Yeah, so it, it comes. We we try and allow sort of three or four clear weeks mm. for distribution, and yeah, so so it comes back from the printer, and we we start getting it out there about three and a half weeks before the event itself. Yeah. So I think last Christmas for ours, we had print was really all it you know brochure looked beautiful, but it was also about five weeks before the event. Yeah. And yeah, it just worked brilliantly because we just had that time without an intense pressure because the summer before it had come out quite late and you know it, you sort of almost lose a bit of value when it's too late mm. because you haven't got the time to get it round as many places as you want so our Christmas event was great because we did have so much time that we were able to get more people to help us um, in the distribution uh, we had time to do door drops as well as all the businesses but then we also covered five stations as well like having you know there was one one after work sort of session, like a 5.30 to 6.30 kind of time. Um, but sort of rush hour when people were coming home that we covered five stations yeah. handing them out. That's that exactly amazing. That's exactly what we do. And, it, it, you know, it, it's brilliant because they just go so quickly and you know I that know. you're really reaching people that, that want it. Yeah. So, so it's great. And it, I think you're absolutely right. It's getting that balance, isn't it, between not getting it out there too soon, mm. not getting it out there too late, maximising, um, you know, that, on that, that time. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So do you get to uh, visit other open studios? Like, do you go out of town or, you know, other parts of London and see studios? Yeah, we do, Gita. I mean, it, you know, one of the wonderful things for us and the great privilege of working on an event like this is it's absolutely something that we love to do ourselves. This is an event that we, you know, we love. So, of course, and, you know, it's not a unique format. Obviously, you know, there are open studios, uh, Camwell, of course, um, and across London, but at you're absolutely right, outside London too. Um, yeah, Cheltenham Open Studios, um, there's some in Pembrokeshire and Wales, which is a place I, I know and love. Um, Brighton, of course, is, oh, is yeah. a big one. Um, so yes, we're, you know, we're always on the lookout for an Open Studios event and it, it's fascinating to see it. It's, it's fascinating to see it um, as someone who works on it, but it's just really nice to be a visitor as well. Um, and in fact, um, a real favourite of mine is, is the Nunhead Open House, which is um, a relatively young open house. It's been going for about, probably about four years now. And it's a really nice, it's, it's quite a small trail actually, but it's, it's growing and it, it, it's got a really nice feel to it. And what about you, Gita? Do you, do you feel the same? <laughs> I do. I, I really love, you know, going around the studios. I'm a bit of a serial hanger-outer at, you know, studio, artist studios, uh, open or not, you know. <laughs> and that's one of the great things is we get to meet these people that we can kind of go there, you know, uh, you know when it's uh, not technically open to the public. Exactly. But, yeah, my favourite ones are, I mean, obviously outside the ones that you and I run, are um, Brighton. I really like Brighton Open Studios. I mean, it's got such a great creative scene down there. And that's a combination of studio, like, you know, actually purpose-built studio spaces and artists' homes. And um, the last few years, I've been going down to Hastings for theirs as well. Um, so And Margate, actually. I went down to the Margate one last, uh, last summer as well. So they're all coastal. But yeah, it is something I really like doing. I really like sort of seeing how other people are organising themselves. And it's you just do get that sense of community in these little places as well. I, do, I just, you know, because a lot of those ones outside of 
particularly outside of ours, are organised by the artists themselves. You know, it's a exactly. bunch of artists that got together and thought, hey, we should do this thing. And that, and that's what I really like seeing, you know, them yeah. trying to, you know, really, um, you know, get on the map for those yeah. things and actually creating a, an event that's bigger than their studio, but it's becoming, you know, about the town or that local community. But I don't know if you find, like me, um, I want to see as many as I can, but I always want to get talking to all the artists as well, <laughs> so... <laughs> end up lingering too long in each place and oh, well, never I, seeing enough <laughs> I end up looking at their, their branding and all the things that you know, <laughs> oh, I, no. that I could be learning in my uh, organising <laughs> and um, you know sort of like down in Hastings I think they had some really nice um, signage and things it's like yeah that's a great idea we'll have to see how we can implement that yeah yeah well, Rachel, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. It's been really brilliant having a, a chat with you because it's always great to sort of talk to somebody that's sort of going through the same experience. Why don't you tell us when the the dates for the next uh, festival? Thanks, Geeta. I've really enjoyed our, our conversation. It's been great to hear more about Camberwell too. And yeah, really looking forward to um, the festival in May, which runs from the Friday the 11th of May to Sunday the 20th. Like I said, it's the 25th um, anniversary of the festival this year, so we're really excited about that too. Yeah, and the Artist Open House event runs on the two weekends um, of the festival, 12th, 13th of May and 19th, 20th. So, yeah, um, more information available um, from March on the Dulwich Festival website, dulwichfestival.co.uk. Great. And I will add that into the show notes as well. Lovely. Thanks so much, Rachel. Thanks, Gita.